Wired access. Yeah. Wired access. We'll do it live! Do it live! Fountain Brothers. Fountain Brothers. Fountain Brothers. Wired access. We'll do it live! Uh, welcome everybody joining Wired Access Podcast from the Wired Training Center. I'm Kendall Wickwire. I have Norris Titan baseball player and currently committed to Florida State Seminoles, Kale Fountain, and his up-and-coming young brother, future Norris Titan baseball player, Bryce Fountain, who recently committed to the Nebraska Cornhuskers baseball team. And we also have their father, Mike, with us. Welcome, fellas. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Really hot out there, but that's okay. So... Everybody has the number one question, and they always want to know. Obviously, Kel, you did it first. What was it like to be an eighth grader and go, I want to commit to a baseball team um, at the college level? Yeah, you know, a lot goes into it that people don't realize. Um, a lot of decisions have to be made. And for me, it was just getting comfortable with the coaches down there, and uh, especially Metcalf, Mike Metcalf. And uh, we talked on the phone for good year, two years, um, so I knew him for a while, and, uh, you know, that relationship just built and felt comfortable, and I've always loved Florida, um, campus is great down there, looked into some of the educational stuff I'll be going into down there in the programs. And, and what's that, what's the, what's the, what's the beyond baseball, because that, that's always the up in question, you know? Yeah, so I looked into sports and business management programs, and that's probably what I'm going to try and major in and uh, get degrees in, okay. and... You know, so they have a pretty, really good program down there that we looked into, and it was just kind of like a fit for me. You know, I've always loved Florida. I've played down there, and uh, it, it just called, all just kind of flowed. It made you feel at home. Yeah. And, that, and that's the number one thing. And before we get into Bryce's situation, obviously, because you brought it up, I'd like to bring up, in 2019, obviously, the head coach that has been at Florida State for 35 years. Let's say that again. That does not happen. 35 years. Mm-hmm. Decides he's going to retire, but he passes right down to junior. How did that help or change your situation in in the process of a new head coach coming in there? You know, we uh, I don't think we really had to deal with that much. You know, it was obviously I'd love to play for um, original Met, or uh, Martin, and uh, so when the new head coach came in, it wasn't really like a change for us because we talked to him later after that. So when we got in touch with Metcalf, it was just Metcalf like first, and then. Um, when we got more towards the process of getting an offer and committing and things like that, then we got in touch with uh, Martin Jr., and that was pretty cool. So, you know, he learned a lot from his father, obviously, 35 years, and he was there as an assistant. And um, so, obviously, there's a lot of trust there, and I know that I'll be in really good hands when I'm on campus down there playing ball. Well, and I think you brought up a, a great point, obviously. Mike, you know, when you look at Metcalf, you know, how important is a relationship that early in life with, with a college? Because it, it's not just a simple right up the road and go, hey, we can talk all the time. They're just easily talking to you. This is all the way from Florida trying to come up here and, and continue to recruit your son before the, the commit. Yeah, I think for us, it, um, what helped um, us through the process is that knowing uh, Metcalf's background, he was in the a Giants organization as a um, scout for I think 13, 14 years. Yeah, and you know, knowing that when 
Martin Jr. took over the program and his father had been there for 35 years, you know, you kind of got the sense that that Florida State was going to invest into their guy, which was which would be Martin Jr. So, you know, with the changing landscape of coaches in today's today's day and age in sports, we felt really comfortable with the fact that, you know, that was going to be their guy and he was going to be there for a long time. Um, so for us, um, building that relationship with Metcalf then and knowing his background in baseball, um, it kind of put us at ease because we felt like he knew what he was doing in evaluating Kale at a younger age. And so when it got to the point of getting the offer, making the commitment, we felt like it was a great place for us to be just trusting him. I, I think you brought up the biggest thing there is, is the trust factor. This is your son age 14 at the time, having to make a decision that's five years down the road, four and a half, um, and, and being able to see that they invested and kept with Metcalf. I think that was probably one of their best things that they could do is keep it as much intact because obviously keeping Junior, bringing Junior in as a head coach, it kind of makes it easier to keep people, but sometimes it doesn't mean they always work eye to eye, so that's good. And then, of course, if we have Bryce here. Kip Minton and being a homegrown to the Husker program, what was that like for you this year? Obviously, you did yours this year. Kale uh, did his two years ago. What was that like following in your brother's footsteps? Uh, it was actually pretty cool. Uh, most people don't know that we actually committed on the same day. So that's awesome. And then getting them obviously know the coaches and all that stuff just helps the factor and stuff off the field and stuff like that. And obviously, when you're growing up in a baseball family like yourself, and you have your brother commit at eighth grade, did that change your thoughts of what you needed to do, or did it make it easier knowing that that process can go as smooth as it did? It made it way easier, because seeing what he did, I know that I could do that too. Who was your contact through the Huskers? Obviously, they've had some coaching changes going to Will Bolt. Um, you know, what, who, from Darren Earth said, who was your contact and how did that go? Uh, we talked to Harbell a bunch and then right before I committed, we talked to Bolt. Made it easier to make the decision. And of course, Mike, for yourself, you have two young men making a big decision at the age of 14. What determines whether something is too soon or at the right time for as a father? Because I could tell you, that was the last thing that I'm thinking at the age of 14 coming out of select baseball. But I also know that my son is not six foot plus. However, you're growing these two guys. I don't know. I wish I knew. It's that corn fed, homegrown feeling. But I mean, what what made you guys feel whether it was too soon or, or you know? You know, obviously, um, I had a lot of people that I could lean on as far as, far as you know, advice and um, you know, there's Tim Zyola that was, was very instrumental in helping us through the process. Um, Alex Dillette was really uh, instrumental in helping us. And I think that it could have went either way. You know, after the fact, after we committed, you know, I do get a lot of people that call me and, you know, people that I've met through youth baseball that are, they're going through the process now and their, their kids are you know, kind of panicking because they don't have offers yet or they feel like they should be getting offers. And I just think that you, we could have looked at it two different ways. We could have waited the process out and kind of seen what, what came our way. And, and then, you know, three, four years down the line, you know, we're sitting there waiting, you know, 
wait a minute, I should have an offer by now, I should be committed, and then you know that panic sets in. I felt like at an earlier age, um, especially with, with Kale and his maturity, that it was it was okay for him to make his own decisions on what he wanted to do and where he wanted to be. But I we also sat down and talked about the pressures, uh, the pressure that comes along with it. You know, you, you get the, the the parents and the kids and it and the constant um, people watching over you and, and your every move and every mistake and every They're judging it even harder. I mean, baseball is already the number one judge sport ever, Absolutely. no matter what you do. And then you add that on top of it. I, I couldn't even imagine as a parent um, because you already know in select sports the talking happens. It already happens. Whose kid's better? Who does what? Who doesn't do enough? Well, then you throw on, oh, that kid's committed to Florida State. Oh, look at him. Make an error. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, I'm not saying you make an error. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't he's, know. He strikes out. And it's, it's funny you said that. We, play, we were playing out of town a couple weeks ago, and um, I, I think Kale was running down the line. He had check swung back to the pitcher, and, and some parents yelling at him, you know, that's not going to play at the next level. That's the kind of stuff that he get, they get every day. You know, when they strike out, you know, that's not going to play at the next level. So it's every single at bat. It's every single hit. And is it weird that these parents forget what a batting percentage is or what fielding percentage is and what? Now, now obviously, what position are you going to play for, Bryce? Uh, I'm middle infield and pitcher. Okay. So. And for you, Kale? I'll play corners and pitch, too. Okay. So if you had one choice, what would your choice be, pitch or field? Um, I prefer hitting, so I'd rather play third or first than just hit. <laughs> I like it. And for you, Bryce? I might be more of a pitcher, but if I have to, I will play in the field and hit. So when it comes to a baseball commitment, football, sometimes it's easy. Oh, that's a defensive back. That's a, a defensive line. Every once in a while, you get the athletes. What does that procedure look like in baseball, Kale? Um, you know, so baseball, it's just, there's different variety of things that you have to work on to uh, progress in. And, um, for me, after I committed, it was just improve my craft in every single aspect of the game and being a two way, especially you get to work on things on the mound and the field hitting. And, um, I think that the commitment and the pressure and everything that came along with it was good for um, maturity for me, especially high school, freshman year, um, I had a great freshman year, met a lot of people, and we had a great uh, Norris Titan team that made it all the way to the championship. And then I think this sophomore year, I felt a lot more comfortable and uh, kind of knowing what to expect as I grew. And obviously, the offseason was big for me, um, putting on weight, uh, making bigger jumps to feel even more confident on the field. And um, it's kind of just like a building like process. You know, you go year by year, at bat by bat, pitch by pitch, and... Um, you know, once you become more comfortable, it just kind of, not that it becomes easier because baseball will always be hard, but you become more confident and uh, you, you can become more, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not streaky, but consistent. And then when you look at that situation, though, like when Florida State talks to you, do they go, hey, we're looking for you more of a pitcher, you got to work on this art, or are they letting that variety be your choice no they're kind of just letting me go they know that i can they, i can pitch on the mound and i can also swing it so i think they're just kind of letting me find out who i really am my true identity on the ball field and once i get to campus they're really, they're gonna um, dig that out and figure out places to utilize me so 
I think if I keep working on both, hopefully I can offer um, the ability to pitch and hit in college, which can help the team out the most. And um, I think they're going to help me excel in both, and they're going to figure out you know, where I can just help the team, um, whether that be on the mound or in the box. Well, and when you say you know, being able to just pitch on the mound, I personally think of like Nebraska baseball player who made it to the major league, Spencer Swallenbach, mm-hmm. where you're able to come from outfield and just and throw some gas, and people are like, okay, you're, you're showing the appearance. Now, obviously, for you, Bryce, wh- what are you hoping to do when it comes to college? You're, I mean, you're, you're just now freshly committed, but maybe you already have a goal in mind that you're looking for as far as a position. Hopefully, I can provide for them as a pitcher and just do what I can do there and they can improve me there and stuff like that but I can also play middle infield and hopefully I can hit and help them in any way I can so so when you look at the process for you Kale what what's some things that you have to give up and and not experience as a kid I mean you're four you were 14 making a commitment to a college it changes your route you can't just go, you know what, Dad? I don't feel like going to practice. Yeah. You know, um, really, it's just, you just kind of got to accept the work. You know, if you want to be successful, um, you obviously have to work hard, and it's not just going to come to you. So, like, the commitment really isn't just a label of, hey, I don't really have to work hard, and I can still be pretty decent at baseball enough to get a commitment, right? So, like, I think I was still able, I think I did a really good job at balancing the life between being a kid and school with friendships and everything alongside on that side and with baseball. Like today I went golfing with buddies after our Legion game last night and then tomorrow we're back on the field practicing and I'll lift and hit in the mornings and everything. So it's just kind of just finding a groove and a process and something that like I can wake up in the morning and lay out like, okay, so today I need to be able to do this lift, I need to throw, I need to do this type of hitting work on this and so on so it's just developing a process that you can use every day while also you know i have free time to go do things with friends or if i want to just go you know see the new top gun movie that i did the other night too nice nice now when you look at a facility like we're in right now the wire training you've been here when it opened what's the closest facility to a place like firth nebraska what's the time frame on that you know so there's been two facilities that i've been to really out there in, uh, the, in Lincoln. So I live South Lincoln, I've been to the yard, um, been in touch with mostly East kids in there, which was a good learning process for me. And um, the facility that Norris utilizes is Impact, which is out by the school in um, Firth. And um, it's a bigger facility, and we're starting to get things like rap soto and um, other instruments that we can use to, for the team to help measure, measure um, different things that we can improve on and, you know, we can see correlations between weight room um, progressions and also, you know, maybe if you're stronger in the weight room, you can hit the ball harder. You can see that so that it's just added motivation for, for the, the team. So, you know, the facilities have been great and uh, without them, you know, obviously we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Well, and Mike, uh, you got to like the answer that he, that he gave at the end that he likes being at close to home because a lot of kids do get some of that outside taste, outside flavor, as they say, and it kind of feeds into them. They're like, all right, Dad, I know you do a lot, but let's travel. And you're like, oh, we got something right here. What, what does it mean? And how does, do you feel like 
your sons, and I'm not saying they're the only ones in Norse because they're not. They have a lot of great athletes as you guys continue to win multiple championships in different sports. But what does it do to, to see your kids get these opportunities with these facilities that are growing in Firth? I mean, how many people live in Firth, Nebraska? Uh, not very many. I mean, it's maybe 10,000. <laughs> I guess you think that. Yeah. So, so it, it's surprising to see how many, you know, the kids are actually in like baseball and then baseball program. Um, we have the Norris Titans um, youth, youth program. And then we have some other offshoot programs that feed into Norris as well. But yeah, there's a lot of teams that come in and out of that facility on a daily basis. And, you know, going back to the early days when we were at the yard in Lincoln, um, you know, Kale was exposed to, you know, I remember Cam Frederick came through there, Everett, Everett Griffin, or Everett, Austin Schneider, Austin Schneider, and the Mexico State. Everett Griffin, the catcher for Nebraska. So he, he got, had a chance to be around some of those guys at kind of a younger age, and that helped out. And I think he, you know, he was lucky enough to be exposed to that at a younger age. And now with Bryce, it's simple because Kale just takes and says, let's go. He doesn't have a choice, right? <laughs> the ride is always easier. Yeah. The ride makes yeah. it easier. And, and, of course, Bryce, when you look up and look at what's going on around you in these past 14 years, a lot, what is some of the similarities through the process that you try to hold on to that your brother experienced? But then you also want a little bit of difference. Just having the right mindset, I learned that from him, and just always attacking and like not giving up and stuff like that. Just no off days, always working, stuff like that. And then if you want to look at something that you would keep for yourself that you try to be different than Kale. Just our craft is different. Everyone's different. Like everything, fundamentals, and just stuff like that is everyone different. All right, who's faster? Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. What you got, Kale? You know, I was just going to say that for Bryce, you know, I don't think any baseball player, like, is, there are similar baseball players, you know, look at a judge and uh, stand in the MLB that have similar swings and everything like that, but there's no one that's the exact same. So for Bryce, really I'm going to take him through progressions and different things that I've been through and training programs that have worked, and I'm just going to let him run with it. And, you know, leading up to his freshman year, we're trying to get him ready to play varsity baseball. Um I'm going to give him tools. Me and my father are, t- are going to coaches at Norris and everything. We're giving him the tools, and he's just got to gotta run with it. You know, he's got to buy in the weight room and different aspects of um, baseball that will help lead him to success on the diamond. So, you know, when, when it comes to me and him, like, I may do things different than he does, but he may find one thing works better for him than it does for me, like different cues. So is there anything that you would like to take from him that he's kind of taught you or shown you? You know, I know it's hard to give credit. It yeah, always is. Uh-huh. You know, for Bryce, one thing I've noticed is he's always seemed so calm, cool, and collected. You know, he's usually more quiet. Um, usually people I've talked to that have met both of us say that I'm more outgoing. Um, I talk a lot and things like that. So, you know, just looking at him on the diamond and watching him pitch at some games I've been to just for the 14U um, season he's in right now, just seeing – He's cool. I see deep breaths. His heart doesn't look like he's racing up there. And I feel like there was times where I'd be thinking too much out there just because my mind's always racing, like looking at the next thing or thinking the next play all the time and things like that. So if there's one thing I'd like to learn from him, which being around him, I think I'm starting to pick up on it is, you know, you just kind of just try and be more calm, cool and collected and you lower that heart rate and it's going to lead to more success and 
relaxed on the field and it's going to carry over to your teammates and sooner or later you know everyone's going to buy into that and it's weird how it yeah. becomes contagious yeah. when people want to be a part of something yeah for sure. and i think what you brought up for your brother is 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 a point at 14 many can't even fathom yeah. or think of yeah so for you being the older one who has been through the process, being able to judge your brother in that way, that that is just priceless because you're like you could easily went anywhere with that, but to be able to notice his demeanor and his comfortability, obviously Mike, he talked about you helping them coach. What has been your coaching process through this or or how is it as a father that you've kind of went through this and what is some differences between the two that that really intrigue you to continue to coach them and help them the way you do? Well, I think uh, both of them would admit that sometimes it can be a kind of a roller coaster ride when it comes to parent, you know, the parenting versus coaching. I've been very fortunate enough to be a part of um, their process. As far as the coach is concerned, I've been on the field with Kill since day one, basically, and Bryce kind of off and on. But um, the, the biggest thing I, I think that I, I take away from it is knowing, like you said, that they are different. Um, and I really do, like, and like Kale touched on this, is, you know, we tease that sometimes we, we even wonder if Bryce knows he's in a baseball game and he's on the mound, right? Because he's just so calm and, but, and nothing affects him. And then Kale's really cerebral and he takes everything in and he's thinking, he's always, you know, he's, he's processing and, and sometimes can let things get to him a little bit more. So, um, I just kind of appreciate how different they really are. You know, we, I, it's, you know, a lot of people, you know, we do some things from a hitting standpoint that um, not everybody always agrees with, and, but we stuck to it, you know, ever since we, we moved him from Lincoln to Omaha Tigers team way back when he was, what, 10? Nine, Nine or 10. Yeah. That was his first year. We, we kind of ad adapted some of the hitting philosophies that we learned from coaches there. And we stuck with it, and it wasn't necessarily the most popular um, hitting instructions, but uh, sticking to that and and making sure that these guys knew that um, you know I was behind them and supported them in that process was very important, not only as a parent but as a coach. So so being close to them during that entire process helped out a lot. Now, obviously, getting to the college level, college World Series coming up—that's always the dream, right? Mm -hmm. What is your favorite memory, Bryce, that you can speak on of the College World Series? Because obviously, I don't know about you, but the College World Series brings like a different vibe to me when it comes to baseball. It's what everybody wants to be a part of. They want to be there. What's your favorite moment and what, what's your thoughts on the College World Series? Uh, when was it? Two years ago when we went to Vanderbilt or last year maybe? Vanderbilt, um, Arizona? Yeah. We no. watched Kumar pitch. Yeah. That was, that was cool. Yeah, so we got to experience that. Um, for me, I would say, I had, I don't remember how long ago it was, but I actually went to a Florida State um, College World Series game, and they gave me a Florida State ball, like with a logo on it. So I've had that in my room ever since I was 10 or 11, and uh, that could have been a sign also. I think, I think, you, were, I think you were not. Well, yeah, when, when not. you talk about a sign, obviously, Mike, a lot of people have to go, okay, how come he's not committed to Nebraska? Mm -hmm. How come he's not staying home? Mm -hmm. how, how do you answer those questions? How did that go? Obviously, we're two years past. If someone's asking that now, they're, they're losing their mind. But obviously, in the early ages, I mean, how did you answer it? What, what was it like going through that part of it? I mean, I think admittedly, Nebraska would tell you that with the transition that they had within the program at the time that he committed, 
they weren't recruiting eight, you know eighth graders, um, and they, he wasn't really on their radar. And so it's just something that kind of you know just through the process of talking to other schools, they weren't prepared and ready, and probably didn't think that we were at the point where we were going to commit. And, and quite honestly, we didn't know that we were there at that point. You know, it, it was just all timing for us. We had. We had just lost our, old, you know, I lost my oldest son. I lost our oldest brother in a car wreck. COVID hit, and everything just kind of all happened at once. And then, you know, next thing we know, they, they threw an offer out there, and then we had a couple other offers, and we just felt like that was the best fit. Yeah, it's you know, obviously one thing that obviously was talked about is is you got to play for your brother. What did that mean to you growing up? Because in his memory. Jaron played, uh, Jaron actually, so Jaron, uh, I learned a lot from him. Jaron played football at Dome. Okay. So he's from Sioux Falls. I'm from Sioux Falls. So he actually um, played on the same line as the Farniak brothers. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. And then went to Dome um, and was close to home and then transferred back to Sioux Falls, uh, Sioux Falls College. So what brought you to Firth, Nebraska from Sioux? Like, how does that, if you can, you don't have to, but I mean, the, the town difference is not even close, and you're going from colder than cold to uh, just okay cold. Well, uh, I had a friend that lived in Kearney, and so I went down, I, I moved down there to work for a company, um, met my wife, or not wife, and um, she's from Bruning, Nebraska, of all places. So we actually, both of these two were, were born in Sioux Falls. Okay. And then, but we moved to... Um, Lincoln, we kind of picked Lincoln because it was closer to Bruning, and I, I think that these guys would tell you the same thing. We're really close to obviously um, Grandpa and Grandma and, and my in-laws and, and her family, and so we decided to go to Lincoln because we did. I mean, moving to Bruning was like what, 100 people. It just wasn't. It's gonna, it's not it, in the cards. It wasn't going to happen. But yeah, but so Lincoln was kind of a. A happy medium, or you know, we kind of agreed on that, that'd be a good place to go, and job opportunity took us there, so it worked out. There's nothing better than a job opportunity That's to right. open up the doors. Obviously, Bryce, for you, when it came to the past years of select baseball, what team did you play for, and what was the biggest thing you'll take from select baseball? Um, when I was like eight to ten, you earned or something like that, I played for the Rebels, and I had multiple coaches there, they all taught me different things. And currently I'm playing on the Nebraska Rattlers, and I've learned a bunch from them also. So, what What's your number one thing with difference between the teams, you think? Currently, I would say the Rebels are a little bit more competitive because they focus more on baseball. I mean, most of our team right now on the Rattlers just couldn't care less, to be honest with you. And does that change your feeling, being someone that is trying to take it to the next level, like a college level? Uh, no, not really. It, I still have the same mindset. I'm still giving 110% out on the field. It doesn't matter. And, and so this is a good point. I mean, being a father, being a guy who loves baseball, Mike, and you see your son around these atmosphere, but you see him choosing his direction. Besides knowing that that's stuff that you've instilled, what, it, what does that look like to you? I think it's important to know, I mean, you touched on this earlier, is that, um, you know, when do they find time to be kids, right? And we talked about that during the recruitment process with Kayla and now with Bryce. I think it's really important for them to understand that we try to allow for them to have time just to be themselves. And a lot of that 
can be during their games um, and, and practices. They get enough time um, um, to train uh, outside of the games. The games need to be fun. Now, it's, it's not always that way. It, it can be, you know, they, can come, they still get to come home and hear about it from me. But um, I, I just try to make sure that they understand that this is all, you know, I guess practice, if you will, and that they're still four years removed now, Kale's two, from actually showing up at college. So a lot can change in that time. I want them to enjoy it as much as they can. Well, and you brought up earlier, Kale, going to the Omaha Tigers. What, what was that transition like for you? Obviously, I drove back and forth to Lincoln for a very short six months. I cannot do it any further. Yeah. What was that like for you, you know, growing up and, and still loving the game, but obviously you had an hour there and an hour back. Is that right? Yeah, just about, I think. So how, what was that like for you to go from Lincoln all the way to Omaha? Um, you know, obviously it was, it, at the beginning, it was a little bit out of sorts and tough um, getting home from school at like 3.30 and rushing out of the house at 3.45 just to get up to a 5 o'clock practice was uh, um, not easy and cramming in homework, obviously, too. But um, I think the biggest thing that came out of that was obviously meeting new people like Tim Ziola and um, other coaches down there that taught us a lot that uh, we brought back with us to Lincoln. So after youth ball ended, I was able to keep working with those uh, different um, things I learned and picked up along the way. But also, like, maturity-wise, meeting new people helped um, with my outgoingness. Um, I was around different people in Omaha. Obviously, I didn't see them every day at school, like some people do on youth ball teams. So um, it was actually pretty cool to meet new people and kind of just go through that process because, obviously, when I go down to Florida State, I'm going to have to meet new teammates and, you know, going through it once. Granted, it was at a younger age. Well, and then for college, it's yeah. year by year by year. It isn't just one one time. Oh, you come in as a freshman. You got the same class yeah. all the way through. Yeah. So it's trying to find your way to build a brothership with those guys. And, and Mike, you know, I did a lot of the same things with, with my kids. Is We lived in, a, in Bellevue, but we played in Bertillion, or we lived in Bellevue when we played in Omaha, which obviously is not an hour. But what do you feel as a father that the other parents either made the process easier or even a little harder because they can't get used to you? Because I could tell you, I didn't feel at home all the time as a parent. Kids could feel at home because those are her, those are their boys, you know, those are their their friends. But as a parent, it's rough because you don't get a hey, let's go hang out, let's go have a beer after this. I mean, well, I think um, the move that we made, and, and you talked about, and I talked about Tim Zyola and Dion Valdivia were two, you know, two of the individuals that helped us through the process the most. Um, meeting those guys kind of was probably the best thing that I ever did for for myself as a parent coach and for Kale as, as an athlete, as a baseball player, because I, I learned so much from those guys. I mean, they pretty much helped um, change the way that I look at, at coaching and change the way I looked at parenting. Um, to me, it was, you know, it wasn't the most popular decision at the time, Not not only with with mom because of the drive and the time away. But I think at least it wasn't four dollars per gallon, right? right. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and, and the other thing was is, you know, and having to lead the team that we were on that I was coaching, it wasn't a popular decision with those parents. But just the way that we were received um, within the Tigers community, if you will, and, and the parents, it was it was a great experience. And I look back at that as being probably the one of the biggest defining moments in their, in not only Kale's career, but my other kids' career, you know, Bryce and Trace now, 
because it helped, it kind of helped and shape and mold me into who I am as far as a parent and coach now. And, and when you go from being a, a coach for your previous team and you come to the Omaha Tigers, did you continue to coach or were you being able to have the time to be dad and be a... And... No, I jumped right back into the fire. <laughs> it was from there to, you know, uh, coaching with Dion and Tim. And then, um, you know, now with Kale, the Kale's first year um, as freshman year, I was actually a parent for the first time. So it was a very different um, experience for his entire freshman year in high school. And then they asked me to help this this year as a coach. And so um, it, 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 I've been on both sides now. I, I can tell you that I probably, and he, I don't know if he would admit it, I, I enjoy being a parent only, but I really enjoy being there close to him in the dugout and helping, not only helping him, but helping other kids as well. And, and you know, there was one, I tell you, when you talk about the other kids and the impact that you do there, Bryce, does that kind of change your mind of how your dad looks looks to you when it comes to as a coach or a dad when it comes to baseball? Uh, no, not really. I mean, he's still a coach and a dad to me. So, do you know how to separate the two for uh, yourself of what how he's talking to you? Because that's probably the number one hardest thing being a coach. Because when I talk to my son about high school stuff, I've coached high school football. I know what the coaches are looking for, and that's all I'm telling you. I'm not going to beat around the bush. So what does that feel like to you? Uh, Can you distinguish the two? uh, Sometimes. It really depends. Like, he can be serious sometimes about, like, just training and getting stuff done. But when it comes to being a dad, he'll be there for us and stuff like that. Kale, what's what's your strongest point with your dad when it comes to being able to distinguish the two? And what do you think is something uh, you could offer him to maybe step back for a moment? You know, Being the older one. Yeah, so he kind of touched on this freshman year. He was more of the parent. Um, and that was different different for me because he'd been coaching me, you know, like he said, since I first picked up a baseball. And, um, you know, that was actually kind of a cooler experience, I'd say, because I got to kind of just be more free, I'd say. And, you know, seeing him in the dugout and maybe after a bat at bat or something, he'd say something to the dugout and I'm just like, hey, dad, I'm trying to play a baseball game. And, focus on that but you know seeing him after the games and then just touching on things quickly and then moving on and going to eat dinner after it was definitely cool and uh you know maybe just taking a break from not everything being about baseball uh, for a little bit but you know I think back when he started coaching my sophomore year um now that he now that we experienced that off um often on the field as a parent we were able to implement um implement different things um as he was a coach too, so it, it worked out in the end for sure. So what you're saying is, is your dad learned a little bit here in the past two years that will be the best for your younger brothers to mm-hmm. experience yeah. as well with him. And and I think it's it's you're never too young to or even too old, however anybody wants to say it, but you're you continue to learn. And and you had a choice being a coach to a parent to a coach because you've seen it all now and you've been able to step back. What, what's your greatest take as a parent and what's your greatest take as a coach? Oh, man. Well, just kind of backtrack a little bit. I think Kill would also tell you that he's probably jealous because they know, he knows that it's going to be a little bit easier for the other two now. <laughs> he, he, gets, <laughs> he catches the one of it. But, um, you know, I don't, gosh, 
I'm just happy to be able to be there for it all, you know, whether it's a parent or coach. I, I think, um, you know, I, I, I look back at when he used to throw to me in the living room and I'd sit in my chair and he was, you know, three years old and he just would nonstop throw and I'd be, come on, man, let's give it a break, you know. It's time to stop, you know, until now. And it, it's just, they, it's funny how quick they grow. And, and it's, it's, um, it sure is, I'm going to miss it. Um, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I'll have Bryce down and, and Trace, who's in, in sixth grade. So I at least got another seven, eight more years of this. But um, I think it's just what, what I've enjoyed the most is being able to have, to be there for them, um, kind of go through the, the ups and downs of just life and, and baseball. Um, but this has been really kind of surreal. It, it's the whole process and, and with them committing so early um you know it's not something that we we went out and we sought to do it just kind of fell not fell in our lap they obviously worked hard and, and, it, and it was something that they earned um but it's really it's been a life-changing moments for us i mean we've gone through a lot of stuff as a family and i think the biggest thing for me is just um it's been great i mean i have great kids i mean they work hard they play hard they they um they sure do challenge me from day to day um, but they're kids, and it's hard to – sometimes you have to remind yourself of that. So, Well, you said one thing where you like to let them be kids, not get so much baseball. Mm-hmm. Have you two either played any other sport, or has it only been baseball? Um, growing up, I played – so I played football my fourth grade year, and I think I, like, did something to my collarbone or something, something in my shoulder and uh, or around there, and uh, I didn't want to play after that because it took away baseball time. And uh, I played basketball all the way up to eighth grade. It was just never really something that, you know, I was super excited to get up and just go to basketball and football practice. You know, it didn't really give me, like, the excitement and adrenaline that baseball did. And, you know, him playing, my dad playing college baseball and being around that. And obviously practicing it more, I felt more confident in that sport. And, you know, when it came to high school and with the commitment and things like that, it was like, hey, I'm going to focus on this because... I want to be successful in college and beyond high school. So, if I really want, if I really want that, I need to, you know, focus on. It. We get asked about that all the time. I mean, Bryce was dunking in the seventh grade, so it's obviously <laughs> they would love to have him on the court. It's, the problem is the way I look at it now is you have all these schools that specialize in baseball, football. You have AAU teams that specialize in basketball, and it, I don't know why, but it always gets frowned upon in baseball. And, and I just felt like I, I wanted the, you know, they honestly, I, I've told them, if you want to play football and basketball, go, you know, go for it. But Mike, I, I, I think, I think Kel gave the perfect answer and I want to kind of actually go to it before we go to Bryson about sports is the love of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a feeling and even at a young age, if you get it, it's just like your commitment, right? Mm-hmm. You knew what you wanted to do, and, and you, you said it well. Like, what? how do you feel compared to other kids who play multi-sports? Has anybody been like, come on, man, just play basketball? But then you're able to tell them, no, nah, man, I love baseball. I can wake up and drink baseball tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, at school, definitely there was that freshman year because I had the opportunity to. But because um, after freshman year, you know, I'm not just going to randomly hop on the court, football field, sophomore year, a year later. But um, I think most people are actually really understanding of it. You know, I just, if, if friends would ask me, hey, why don't you come out for a basketball team? Um, you'd have different um, 
skill sets that we would really need to be successful, even more successful on the court. I'd be like, hey man, you know, I got I got things I got to focus on. I hope you can understand. And um, you know, this is really what I want to do, and I want to be successful in. And you know, I think most of them played baseball too. Some of the guys I was around that played basketball and football and baseball. So I think for the most part, most people were understanding of it. And um, with a small community that supports each other at Norris, it was actually pretty easy just to transition into baseball and um, obviously education and bringing different aspects of the school. Well, and, it, and one last thing on that whole topic is when you commit to a college as an eighth grader, does that change? Is there any rules in the commitment or anything they talk to you about when it comes to playing or doing activities? Because obviously with basketball, when you finally commit, they don't want you playing AAU basketball anymore during the summer mm-hmm. because obviously what does AAU basketball bring a lot of hands-on people trying to be in your ear so was there any of that no after the commit no not at all you know I think even Metcalf told us at one point that if I went out and tore an ACL playing football then it wouldn't change anything between um, me and him and the commitment so you know I had total freedom with that it was just something I chose to do just to focus on the sport that I want to play you know we actually joke about it sometimes um that I had, I had three sports to choose from. I chose the hardest sport out of all of them. Well, it's funny that you say that. Yeah. Just real quick, I promise I'm getting right to yours, Bryce. I interviewed Eric Strickland, Husker, great for basketball. Mm-hmm. Did you ever know that he played minor league baseball? No clue. He played baseball first. That was his, he. He could have played football at any level. Mm-hmm. But when I asked him, I said, "Well, how did you go from playing minor league baseball?" to get back to college and play basketball, and then you played NBA, he goes, I looked at the contracts, man. It was that simple. He said, because getting through the minor league is a lot different. For basketball, mm-hmm. this is all I had to do. I had to be in the first two rounds. If I'm in the first two rounds, I'm in the NBA. Yeah. And sure enough, he got the career out of it, but it it's weird to say exactly what you said, where you're like, you chose one of the hardest ones. Yeah, you know, it's kind of weird just to like sit down and think sometimes that I fell in love with like, one of the hardest sports and mentally draining sports that there is that the sports world has to offer. You know, you hear it all the time. You go three for 10 for the rest of your life and be a Hall of Famer, right? Which is, you know, you shoot or uh, I don't know, different. different. If you shot 30% in basketball, yeah, you would around. be a joke. Unless that's around the arc. Yes. yes. Three, then or completed three of your free throws like you shoot three tenth free throws you know it's not going to play at basketball level it is crazy though if you're three for ten for completions of football you know that's that's not good so you know it's it's kind of funny just think about it like wow i really chose like this sport but you know it, it brings a lot of maturity and um a lot of i think baseball is going to help me not only obviously with relationships and other things like that, but also learning different aspects of life and that failure is going to lead to success and uh, just other attributes. Some learning spots, right? Yeah. All right, Bryce, other sports, what what was your favorite growing up and how did you come to baseball? Um, So I played flag football and nothing past that. So... And then obviously I played basketball, dunking seventh and eighth grade. That right there is crazy. I don't I don't care who you are. He has four games tomorrow. They have yeah, three on three leagues. Okay. For one last time, and I can dunk on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Obviously, the thing that everybody loves to hear and and wants to you know, how is it 
having a family that has been successful to where you guys are today, how does that feel and how is it also hard to be around some other people that might treat you differently because of that? Bryce, what do you feel? Do you feel any pressure from being committed at, at, at a young age, especially being as shy as you are? Uh, not, not particularly, no, because to be honest, I just play and just block everyone out while you're playing. It's just a mindset that you have to have to be able to play the game of baseball. Man, that's crazy. And for you, for you, Kel, what, what what does it feel like? I mean, people would call you the baseball family, right? Yeah, you know, so I think he actually said this earlier that I was hearing it from some parents um, after I checked swing back to the pitcher. It was not very good. But I think I think what some people miss sometimes is that I'm, I'm more of a person outside of baseball. And um, I, I, when people get to know me, I think they realize that I have different attributes that I can bring in the education world. And, uh, you know, you, you get to know more of a side of a person and what they really are. And, um, you know, you, you look at Steph Curry or the other professional athletes, you know, you just see a basketball player. But you really look deep into what they do with charities and different things like that. You get to learn more about them. So I think um, just learning more about that person and who they really are is more important than just like any athlete, whether that be a football, basketball, or baseball player, or any other athlete. Well, and as you say that, have you ever had that? Are you, have you ever had that stun moment where you met someone that you really look up to when it comes to the baseball world? You know, growing up, I was a Brian McCann fan. Um, so oh, yeah, I got Chip, yeah, Chipper Jones fan. Yeah, I yes, went, sir. I went, I went to Chipper Jones's uh, last uh, baseball game. Um, with the infield that's fly. That's my team, man. And, that's uh, my team. If you remember the infield fly rule that they called that landed in the outfield, like, against the Cardinals and things like that. So, and I got a signed Trevor Jones ball, signed all-star game MVP, Brian McCann ball. Obviously, I've never really met them face-to-face, but just those are some people that I've uh, looked up to. And, um, you know, even meeting Metcalf and getting to know him was pretty cool. You know, you don't get to meet your 13-year San Francisco Giants scout every day so that was pretty cool too so i've definitely been around some some pretty cool athletes well i greatly appreciate obviously norris titan baseball player currently committed to the florida state seminoles which is really hard for me to say as a husker fan because that is the only team that really i dislike not baseball (laughs) football only it's really hard but then of course his up and coming future baseball norris titan baseball player bryce fountain Mike, let's get you out. You guys out of here on this. You guys got to drive away. What's your biggest thing being the dad of a baseball family? And what does it feel like? Can you ever step away just and take in the moment? Um, I, I try to do that often. Um, but I, I find myself, because of the situation I'm in with coaching and just being close to them, you know, I helped out coaching with Bryce. Um, I, I just, it all, I keep getting, you know, it keeps sucking me back in, I guess, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 there's a lot of things, I guess I would say that there's a lot of things that these two and, and, and Trace have done that just really make me proud and, and knowing that, uh, you know, what they've accomplished in such a, in a short period of time. And I just know that there's a lot more for them out there. So I'm, I guess the biggest thing is just knowing it just, I'm real proud of them and, and they may not always hear that, but uh, 
you know, I'm their dad and I got to be tough on them too. So you got, you got to be both. You can't be their best friend to be their leader. And I greatly appreciate you driving down here. Uh, Hey, no problem. And Bryce, I'm going to ask you one thing when it comes to being a commit at eighth grade. If I have someone listening right now, whether it's a parent or a kid, what's some of, what's the number one feeling that they should really look for when it comes to committing somewhere? Um, what was it for you? So we built a good relationship with the coaches and like just being close to home and being able, being able to watch them when I was young just really made me want to go there even more like past what they've done and all that stuff too so see and I, I like that you said that because anybody can go okay they don't have championships they don't have this but if you look at a lot of their roster that has moved on beyond the game of college not just playing but even professionally as as a a grown adult it's, it's cool to see up and close and personal obviously for you kill we'll get you out of here on this choosing something far away from florida state being so close to your father what what is that going to feel like being away from home the only reason i say it is i just got back in this you know in january picking up a daughter that went to manhattan mm-hmm. only three hours away it was supposed to be five minutes away but that school closed mm-hmm. Then her soccer team didn't recruit this year, so she didn't even get to play her sophomore year of soccer in, in college and came home because it was not home. Yeah. You know, I think jokingly he'll say a breath of fresh air. <laughs> but in all seriousness. I uh, I would just say that for me it just felt like a full like circle moment and just being around Florida as a state, um, playing ball down there. You know, I love warm weather, the beach, and – what Florida has to offer, obviously, and, you know, throwing in Tallahassee and um, the coaching staff that I met down there and some of the players that I've um, been able to follow over the years. And obviously, you know, Deion Sanders playing there, Buster Posey, um, being on the campus, getting to see that. And, um, you know, the, the ball, the sign, it just, it just felt like, a, you know, I already said what a full, you know, it just kind of all fell into place, like you said. You know, I worked for it, and I put myself in a position to uh, make that happen, and it just kind of happened. Well, I greatly appreciate you guys joining. Once again, this is Wired Access. I'm Kendall Wickwire, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Wired Access. We'll do it live!